Welcome to the Troll Good evening. This is the Troll Town Podcast. My name's Atlas. And my name is Abrubos, and we would like to thank you for tuning in with us for our pilot episode of the Trollcast Podcast. Please enjoy. For this evening's episode, we have some new releases coming up right around the corner in the gaming world, and a few interesting tech stories for you to look at while we give you some insight on what's to come. So, uh, yeah, for January, I see we got Madison coming out, Weird West, Monster Hunter Rise is a God of War is dropping on the PC because Sony's dropping every one of their exclusives over on the comp on the PC side of things. Any actual takes on that? So um, I think while Monster Hunter is a really big release coming out on PC, I think the really big one that everyone's been looking forward to is God of War. It's been a console exclusive for so long um, that God of War coming out right now. And by the way, if you would like to pre-purchase God of War, it will be available on Steam, of course, um, where you can check it out. Um, the current, uh, currently, of course, uh, you do have to, if you do want to go ahead and, and order it on Steam, it does. you have to say that you are above a certain age and all that. Um, and then the actual game itself, uh, let's take a look at the price here, um, is going to be... Uh, $49.99 currently for the game. Uh, there is no DLC, no extra Founders editions or anything like that. Um, but the game is coming out on January 14th of 2022. So this is most definitely, you know, a very early pre-purchase. Um, but PlayStation's, uh, the bigger news is not just that God of War is coming to Steam, but the entire PlayStation Studios franchise is actually coming to Steam, meaning we might see a lot more of these PlayStation exclusives releasing on Steam for us PC players. Um, it's, and it's, it's honestly, it's been a long time coming in my opinion. Uh, what is, what's your take on that, Atlas? Oh, uh, from what I know is I've been seeing a lot of fanboys of PlayStation getting really pissed on Twitter, though. That is fucking <laughs> hilarious to read. So, the, my opinion is, this is a great thing for Sony. It diversifies. They're finally starting to catch up on the Xbox at that point, because Xbox do, do, is really diverse, and that is a good thing for them. I mean, it I means Sony's finally coming out of the bubble. Yeah, and I mean, we've we've been we've had all of the a lot a lot of reasons that people have gone ahead and bought consoles over the years, right? Are to experience those console exclusives, right? Those things that you if you don't have the console, you can't get it anywhere else, right? And uh, that was one of the big selling points of consoles for many years, and to see God of War and, and you know and hopefully other big you know, franchise names coming to uh, PC and, and especially to Steam, which is, a, you know, a, one of the most mainstream platforms out there um, for video games, yeah, is, is how, how do you think that's going to affect console sales coming uh, here in the future? Um, I don't see a much of a change coming to console sales due to the whole shortage of actual graphics card units and other important components. I see consoles as being a reliant source of video game consumption. Because the console's part shortage for PCs is very bad. I see Intel is getting better. They are producing on, on their out of their own manufacturing plant in uh, Arizona, which I heard is very amazing. Tech news story for y'all. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much my take on that. But I do see... Uh, I remember hearing... Uh, this is something I've been looking forward to personally. is Skyrim Anniversary Edition. Okay. 
Um, we actually, we have a, a mutual friend of ours, uh, a guy by the name of uh, The Sin, who is a big Skyrim player. Uh, I know he's a big Skyrim modder currently getting around. Uh, what is he at? He's currently around 260 mods. It's a, it's a fine line there between modding the game and breaking the game. Eh. <laughs> a root bros? It's all going to die on the next update because Skyrim's getting a, uh, the entire code engine for how scripting is done. It's getting completely rewritten in a new form of code from 2011 to 2019 uh, scripting. Wow, that's... For the, yeah, the, re the registry package and stuff for it is getting completely rewritten. He's getting completely screwed in that regard <laughs> if he keeps his game updated. What's and but I'm looking sucks, forward yeah. to the fact that... <laughs> it, it, oh, it sucks a whole lot. But the big thing I'm looking forward to is all that Creation Club content that was eventually available is now basically $20 as one major purchase. But that is also including all the f new content they're releasing for Creation Club later this year and next year, too. See, so. the, the wonderful thing about making that content readily available to the average consumer is that well, first off, it's readily available to the average consumer. Second off, they do lock it behind a $20 paywall, which in my opinion really isn't too high. The problem is is that um, Skyrim's been out for so long that at this point, really the only communities that still play Skyrim are the few speedrunners that are still left out there, right? And the the massive uh. modding community, which really never died, right? And And... You know, for example, as far as our friend goes, has only blossomed. So while while giving out all of this content to the average consumer is good, you know, you you have to weigh that against essentially killing off your whole modding community. Essentially, you know, taking away their ability to do what they've been doing for, oh, I mean, a number actually, of years now. Well, what they Bethesda's actually come out with the actual statement is the when they're redoing their whole thing with the modding is they're rewriting it. But they're also allowing content creation to basically like the modding community is they've literally actually talked to the people who make like script extender and all these special packages for the game that use mods for depend on. They're actually already rewrite. They're already working with those people to rewrite those mods so they're compatible with the new version of Skyrim coming out. Bethesda is very keen on keeping that community alive due to the fact that it's their biggest community. I see. I didn't. I didn't know that. That's very good. That that means that they're going to have, be able to keep you know that because the people in that modding community they don't just make mods. Part of making mods is knowing a lot about the game, being very involved in the game, and these are very valuable members of your community to have because these are your super fans. You know, these are these are the people who never stopped playing your game. You know, the hype <laughs> died down. People went to other games, other RPGs, maybe started playing some MMOs or something like that. But these guys stuck with your game, and it's 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 wonderful to see that Bethesda is making sure to include these people um, when it comes to creating you know whatever content they're going to be releasing. And that's that's honestly, I think a lot of I think a lot of uh, big you know AAA games companies could take a hint from Bethesda here um, in kind of in, you know being more inclusive of some of their you know more loyal fan base. Yeah, and actually, funny thing is, Bethesda's actually gone out and hired people who've modded Skyrim. The Skyrim modders who've done big quests, same with Fallout, have actually ended up getting full jobs, positions as like quest writers, graphic design, environmental designers, have actually gotten full paid jobs there. And actually got like relocation paid for and everything, housing and stuff done too. And that's, that's another great thing to see, right? Because... Um, 
and this is coming from from a longtime gamer, you know, here, and I, I know you are one. Yeah, too, you are too. Um, yeah. That, you know, well, when we look at games companies, and and especially these bigger games companies, things like, I mean, if you want more ones in the in the news more recently for not so great reasons, for example, Activision Blizzard, right? We oh, have God. we have Boy. all these games companies that were to to take Razor's motto, you know, for gamers by gamers, but. We we take a look at a lot of these games companies these days, a lot of these big AAA companies, and it almost seems like they're growing out of touch with the gamer, you know. And and from a lot of industry insiders, um, we see reports all over Reddit and places like that where they say, well, they're not hiring people who are gamers anymore, right? The priority is to hire, you know, somebody with an MBA from somewhere who's never played a game in their life and are just looking for, you know, a fun job, which it is a fun job, but unfortunately the direction that the company takes going from there on out, oh, you're quite all right, and uh, the direction that the company takes going from there on out becomes more of a corporate one, more more aiming to please the shareholder, really, than to go ahead and, you know, create a good game and create something that's going to, you know, leave a long-lasting impression on the consumer. Um, which is that's one of the reasons why Bethesda gets away with a lot of what they do because they're so in touch with the community like yeah sure creation club wasn't popular at first but people understood if they want to keep content for like Skyrim and allow Skyrim to keep updating they know they have to give some money to Bethesda every so often for them to keep that game alive in the first and and I I, I think that Bethesda is doing a great thing here I mean I know you know back when when, for example, Activision Blizzard first started, uh, you know, all of all of the people in their company were gamers, right? And um, and the people that they hired were gamers. And in fact, in order to work on massive games such as World, you know, early World of Warcraft, you actually had to you actually had to play the game. You know, what a big thing. You know, every single employee who worked on the game was expected to also at least put some time into playing the game. Because a big thing about understanding games and making games, as it is with anything in life, right, is to be able to view things from a consumer standpoint. Not just to have a team of people who go out and, and do, you know, focus groups and stuff like that. That's still very valuable information. But to have consumers and to have people on the front lines you know, all the way through the ranks of your company, that's that's really important. That's something that really gives substance and perspective. Um, you know, when, when you're a, a big AAA games company or any games company of any size, really, and the closer you are to your players, the more, you know, the, the more you play the game, the more you interact with the community, the more the more you understand what they want, the more you understand that, you know what, hey, we might be aiming to do this and we might think this is a good idea. But this from from what our community is telling us, from what our main player base is telling us, this isn't it. From what I've experienced when playing this game, this isn't it. And um I'm I'm sure you have at least a couple of of, of examples of this. Um yeah, if, if you'd be happy to share them. Um, any other examples, I guess I could say, or as in like people, like communities and stuff, just game communities kind of getting together and doing stuff. Um, I, I remember one game, Splitgate, it was going to be a big thing for the community. Like they're all big game play, video game players, like Halo, like they're really into it, but 
you notice something with that game? It kind of just fell out of fashion really, really fast. Remember that game when it came out? I know I was big in I remember that, but then the model changed. They started doing payments. They wanted the battle pass. They wanted all these things a AAA game has. But they didn't really let the game get off the, their feet. Off its feet. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, I got, See, I, I've had a lot of friends who have played Splitgate. And Splitgate, I've heard, is an, an, an amazing game. And if you haven't checked it out, um, most definitely do. See, a, a big problem with a lot of games these days is they look... There's a fine line between aiming for monetization and aiming to make a good game. You still need to make money off of the game, right? Which is where that whole battle yeah. pass comes in. The battle pass has worked. We learned with Fortnite. We learned with Rocket League. We learned at this point with Call of Duty, right? That battle passes yeah. work. People buy those tiers. Yeah, you could, you could absolutely play and get all the tiers and everything like that. But most people don't, right? Most people don't play that amount of time necessary to get all those cosmetics or whatever it is. But, so they go ahead and buy. Yeah. And one of the another big problems with Splitgate was is it literally took... It tried to gain a fan base that was already super dedicated to its uh, game. They tried to take the Halo fan base. Mm -hmm. They tried to make their game modes like Halo, like Oddball, Capture the Flag, what, um, Naughty Shoddy Snipers, and all these game modes that people know, like, recognize, you say Shoddy Snipers, most people think Halo. And, like, they had no qualms in hiding the fact that they were inspired by Halo, but they started going too far and kind of copying Halo. Like, the portals were nice, but most people didn't use a lot of portals too often. I see. And a lot of people told me that those portals were, were really fun, and it was a really good aspect. And I think, I think part of what they were hoping to capture were those players who had never played Halo, right? Who, if, if they had been around back in the day... That, yeah, no, Halo would have been a game they really enjoyed. Because a lot of people did enjoy Halo. As someone who's played Halo, I can, I can attest to that. Um, but yeah. I've played Halo a lot too, but it's just, it's one of those ones that, like, when people would start getting into it, they'd start looking through how they played the game and stuff. They'd start realizing that a lot of these people, they'd make friends on there, say, like, through Steam, where you can see, like, who's playing what games. And most of these people would see they're going back and they're still going to go all these older players and veterans. They're still going back to play like Master Chief Collection, for instance. And for something I've noticed is a lot of these people who go end up going back and playing Master Chief, they're dragging those people who've never played Halo over because they say, hey, this guy who's really good at this game is playing this game. Maybe I should try this out. Which is also why Steam's ecosystem works so well. Is you see your friend playing this game. Hey, I'm kind of interested now. I want to try playing this. Did you see them? They're getting all these achievements. They're getting like these screenshots or video clips that they're taking through Steam and people are enjoying it. And actually, I'm curious. Uh, I'm actually going to go Steam Tracker. I want to see what Splitgate's thing is currently. How they player base wise, because that's actually kind of interesting. I haven't checked that in a while. Let's take a look. Let's see what we have here. Splitgate. It's not in the top 10 anymore. It was first. 
Well, see, I think Splitgate was in the top ten back when it was new, right? When it um, was when the hype was new. Yeah, it, it dropped massively. It peaked at sixty-seven thousand and dropped to less than four. And and that's that's pretty telltale of of the community that 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 plays these kinds of games when they first come out. But a, a, a really telling thing, which I I highly recommend taking a look at, um, would be the the recent reviews, right? The recent and overall reviews. If you take a look, the reviews on Splitgate are nine over the past thirty days are ninety percent positive for four thousand two hundred eighty six user reviews. And then 91% positive from 87,273 total game reviews. So this game has been incredibly positively received, right? This is, that's incredibly good for a game. From use, and these are all, by the way, these are not critic reviews. These are all user reviews. These are, you know, raw user reviews that people are putting in. And to see to see a game doing that well in user reviews is is telling that they really captured something there that was special that not by far not every game on Steam or anywhere for that matter gets that kind of you know reception. And I'm gonna say this: uh, so within the last month to October in that little H time range, there's actually been a lot of there's actually been a, there's a good chunk of negative reviews with a lot of good statements that people are saying they've tried to basically. F- they fused their games, and they basically they took the COD bot approach, but they made it to where you can't disable bots. Bots are like they made them look player wise, but they didn't go like the Halo route with bots, where the bots learn from players. And that's fair. I mean, I I always found bots to be fascinating, and and you know, checking out interesting bot AIs and stuff. Um, I wanted to quickly bring things back to the to the reviews, um, to a game. Yeah. That if if you've been following anything in gaming recently, I'm sure you've heard of it, and that is New World, um, a game which I have played probably close to what is it? I I'm around 460 hours on it right now, um, and this game, which came out on uh, September the 28th of this year, uh, has a hundred and forty-seven thousand three hundred and four reviews. Which is a lot. That is a lot, a lot, a lot of reviews. However, right, because it had a horrible release, right, and even though, remember, I mean, Splitgate has around, what, 87, I said 87-something thousand reviews, right, compared to 104, over 147,000 here. Um, yeah. They had a... I, I remember... They had 91% I heard, positive. Uh, Right? Yeah, I heard it was review bombed and then people brought it back up. It was, but even after they brought it back up, New World's reviews are still only at a staggering 74%, which for a game that was the number one most streamed game on Twitch for what? Two weeks? Which is really something. Which is really, really, really saying something. One of the more streamed games on YouTube gaming as well. That's absolutely horrendous. And that's because they they had massive server issues and the game has been incredibly buggy and stuff like that um which they've been they've yeah. actually fixed by now but unfortunately they lost a lot of players because of it um 
Um, and to something also for being published by Amazon that I've actually really enjoyed is, and this was a game you suggested to me, Arubos. I've actually been super enjoying Lost Ark. So tell me, I I have not played Lost Ark. I did uh, recommend that you you know take a look at that, and and I I, I really want to know after after playing uh, you know a bit of the game, what what's your opinion on it? What have you enjoyed? Uh, I really enjoy it um, because I've always kind of been into the kind of third person isometric like angled approach, but I like it. It's a little technical because I, I have to disclose this. I am still playing a technical beta for the US, so they're still trying to rework a lot of things, so I can't say much for the tutorial. It's changed, but everything I've personally seen about it is really good. It's a well-polished game. It is an American port, so they're having to do some work around there. But on the on the long sense, it is really fun. It has a lot of content. Like I mean, a lot of content for being in beta of all things too. Mm-hmm. For a game that's not releasing until like the thirty first of March, this game has a lot of content. Like they have four or five content uh, continents with like five or six days worth of work to be done on each one if you're not really grinding but you're kind of wanting to enjoy the different aspects of the game there's a pvp system um for an mmo though they have a system where you can befriend different npcs that you may talk to during your questing which is an interesting facet for like a big mmo and uh so they, from what I do know of Lost Ark, um, and what I've seen, and you know of the gameplay, um, Lost Ark is is of course it it is a Korean port. It, w- it was originally a Korean game, and um, those have uh, a lot of Korean games ported, you know, over to U.S. versions and you know North American versions. Um, have actually some of them have done incredibly well. Some of them have done incredibly poorly. You know, depending. Yeah, um, I've seen some poor Korean oh, ports. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> There's some pretty notorious ones. Um, but one thing that a lot of people like, especially with, and this is, this is, in my opinion, partially affected by the recent news that Diablo 4, um, the long-awaited release of Diablo 4 for PC, um, has been delayed indefinitely, along with Overwatch 2, unfortunately, due to the recent happenings over at Activision Blizzard. Um, yeah. And everything that's been going on, they are way behind on new releases. Um, and from from what people have told me, and from what I've seen myself, having been a, you know a Diablo player, um, there has been uh, a, a lot of, of of murmuring amongst the Diablo community, saying that hey, you know, we may not have Diablo four yet, but we've got a game that looks and apparently seems to play a lot like it here in Lost Ark. And uh, um, could you speak as, to that as by a, any chance? Um, as, yeah, actually, as an old-school Diablo player, I played a lot of Diablo 2. I actually owned Diablo 3 on Xbox. I played a lot of that. But I did play a lot of the original Diablos, and it does feel that way. It's a, it, a, For most Korean MMOs, it is a more of a point. You click, you move your characters, but you have the U-E-S-W-R- ASDL, all those keys and your number keys and stuff, F1s, those are all used for your ability. So you kind of have a League of Legends movement system. Interesting. Which, it, but for a Korean MMO, that is pretty much standard. That is actually standard across the board for most of them and a lot of Korean games that uh, are popular in Asia because it's a simple control. 
It's a simpler control scheme for them due to the fact that most of them don't have a keyboard that initially lines up with the American pretty uh, standards. I see. So, for Hiragana, Taiwanese, Korean, um, traditional Chinese, I will say uh, simplified Chinese too. They don't all immediately line up with what we have here in America, so these Korean MMOs go for a more mouse movement standard, which... If you're wanting a casual game, it's great. If you want a more competitive, it's also great because you kind of get a League of Legends feel if you're from that kind of area of playing game. I see. I mean, that's I'm I'm really hoping that Lost Ark pick up picks up right, especially because you know we get a lot of these games companies who've who've been struggling recently, and some of which you know <laughs> I hate to keep bringing them up, but. You know, Activision Blizzard hasn't been doing too hot. Um, okay, because, um, let's just make a nickname for them. Let's just say A and B. Um, why, why, why don't we? Why don't we call them? How about this? How does? Uh, how does they who shall not be named sound? <laughs> yeah, that sounds pretty good, especially with their <laughs> with their. That way, we don't have community. to keep saying their name. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll, uh, I I, I want to get this thing a little more lighthearted because that was kind of the whole intent. We're kind of getting a lot of philosophic, really deep. But let's lighten things up with maybe a game we can both kind of laugh at here. Now let me go back to my release radar here. Um, A game that people are looking forward to, I'm kind of getting ready to kind of laugh at. Um, We got the Life of Strange Remastered Collection is coming back out. They're decided... They're going to re-release it because apparently the next Life is Strange was okay, but didn't take off, and they kind of want to make some money back. So Life is Strange, in in my opinion, is is an absolutely beautiful game, and I I I won't deny it. It's beautiful. It was really well written, but for they Life is Strange, the newest one I've released from my pipeline, which I have some sources around the internet and from where I work. They told me Life is Strange 4 did not live up to the expectations. I see. I mean, personally, I haven't played the game. I, I, have, to, I have to admit to that here. Um, I have seen playthroughs of the game. Um, there have been a lot of, a lot of you know, big streamers and YouTubers out there who've played it. A few really notorious ones are PewDiePie, Jacksepticeye, and all that. Um, I wouldn't say notorious. I'd say well known and well liked. Notorious, well known, well liked. Yeah, that's true. That's that. That's notorious a gives of off a bad it. meaning for those guys because, like, dude, PewDiePie was like the first gamer, like an independent person, to hit a hundred million on YouTube playing video games. Doing me. That's that's you know that's true. Um, Pewdie, PewDiePie and Jacksepticeye. Who's who's gonna get mad at that you, Irish you, dude? You can't. You Jacksepticeye. I don't think any. I don't think it's even remotely possible to get mad at Jacksepticeye. PewDiePie oh, has had his then, controversies throughout the years. Yeah, I but mean, it's like PewDiePie. <laughs> that is that is true it's, though. At at the end of the day, it is PewDiePie, and, and he he keeps doing what he's been doing, you know, ever ever since the days of amnesia, you know, and stuff like that, and uh, you know, just 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 playing playing games and having a good time. And then you also look at guys like Markiplier and Cinnamon Toast Ken, uh, like all those guys. They took advantage of the initial YouTube, and they literally just basically grabbed it by the balls and said, "We're ruining the system." And they have done good for themselves. I I've always been a fan of Markiplier. Um, he's you know it's not he's not just a creator, and 
you see this over the years, right? As as these people, for example, as as PewDiePie, you know, grew into you know grew into a grown man, you know, got married and all that. That these people have a lot more substance to their lives outside of video games. It just so happens that video games happen to be a big part of them. And um, Mark, Markiplier's off. really done some good in, in you know as far as charity and all that goes, and I I have some really deep respect for the guy. Yeah, I do too, and I love I I love Markiplier. He still sticks to what he he does best. He likes to play his indie games. He likes to play like the Game Jolt style games that are like not big on Steam or they're not really announced, and he kind of gets access to them. But he makes he he makes fun of them in a way that even the developers don't care. Like they laugh at. And, and that's 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 another big thing. And and I wanted to point out the, that out with um, you know, back back to back to developers, you know, interacting with their uh, with their fan bases. Uh, a really big thing I love to see is developers interacting with content creators, um, not just with their community, but using content creators as a medium. Um, you know, teaming and- up with them to give them kind of an insight. You know, a kind of behind-the-scenes look at what's going on in their games. And you want to know what I found funny? Guess who I've seen advertising recently. What do what you see? In a big way. You, I was speaking of this game to you privately a while back. It was Planetside 2. They've been actually putting out public advertisements, and they just released, they're just going to start in December. They're planning on releasing a major update for their game. They're adding a whole new, basically, a continent for people to battle on. And I saw, a sh- uh, from what I saw on their servers playing it recently, I saw a massive spike in their player count. They went up to almost 10,000 recently. And Planetside has been a staple of the gaming industry for a very, very long time. In fact, I played it back a, a, a very long time ago. Um, but they, they've they been around. And, uh, I mean... Uh, to see a lot of these these games coming out with you know older games coming out with new content, Skyrim, you know, Planet Side, these are some pretty heavy hitters in the you know in the gaming sphere who are you know coming in and saying you know what you know what we're we're still here we're still going to release content and still give you something new so that you can have the original stuff the stuff you know the nostalgia. But come back for the new. And, come back for the new. You know, come back for this new content where we take what we had already and give you something fresh. Give you something and, you know that packs a real punch. You want to know what I found funny is I used to pay for the premium planet side because they literally say we only make money because you guys pay for content and game <laughs> from extra guns and stuff, which is fair because most you can't really survive on a game just by its player count. And but and that's what true. I loved seeing. What I love seeing is when you log into the game, they always say, hey, thanks for being a player and thanks for paying for the premium membership and here's some doubled XP. Here's a little bonus. Like You don't get a lot of XP off weekends. They have double XP premium weekends, which give you two times the XP. But normally you just get like a 50% more, which if you're trying to level a new character, it means a lot. And, and I mean, I just wanted to say, sorry, that... uh. That double XP weekends have been a staple of the gaming industry since what, you know, early days of Call of Duty and stuff like that. You know, grab your, grab your dove, you know, grab your controller, grab your Mountain Dew and Doritos, and uh, you know, sit down with your friends for some, you know, double XP weekend Bl- on Black Ops Two. You know, <laughs> with that split screen multiplayer on zombies. 
But no, it's for Planet Side Two of all games. Flying like it may not have a peak amount of like a lot of players at one time. But when it peaks, the game peak players for maybe uh forty eight hours, it peaks around two, th- it peaks around two to three thousand players, which is enough to get three or four active continents fighting each other, because you can only have I think about seven hundred and fifty players, so that's two fifty for each faction, which actually makes the game a lot of content, a lot of stuff to do because of how the system is played out. They control their player numbers really well, which keeps the game alive because they also, sure, they have their balance issues with the new gun that comes out, like the crossbow gun. That's granted with every company. But the fact of how they keep on top of their community, they listen to their forms, and people actively still play it means a lot since of a game company wanting to keep the game alive and keep people playing. And I think that's very important. Um, you, you you mentioned that they maintain their player numbers um, in, a, in a very carefully in order to make sure that the player base grows, or at least maintains. And um, we saw that, for example, back in, you know, a really famous example is back in World of Warcraft with the release of uh, Garrisons, which was essentially Farmville, Right in uh in World of Warcraft and it as 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 well learned then when they had a massive subscriber drop, you know introducing things into the game, and into any game which limit player interaction in a multiplayer game is is just not the way to go. That is how you hemorrhage your player count, um because people people like to interact with people. That's a big part of playing games is the experience that we get. While some people say, oh, you know, you know, yeah, for example, Call of Duty is all these toxic players, you know, this game is this toxic community that nobody wants to deal with. At the end of the day, a big reason that we play and and one of the, you know, one of the real magic of, you know, video games is finding people, finding these these people that play this game and that you can have fun with and go on these, you know, wild and wacky adventures with that love the same things that you do. And if you limit player interaction with video games, if you don't manage your player count appropriately, um, you're just you're, you're never going to have those opportunities for interaction. And your player base will die because people will look around and say, well, there's nobody here, right? And, and you know what? Maybe they are there. Maybe they're spread out on different servers. And wow, they were just sitting in their garrisons out of necessity. Right, because that's where you had to farm your stuff, but you couldn't find them, right? And these players, Which is that? it's it's really important to make sure that visibility is there. Yeah, and no, I completely agree. Yeah, that brings me to another topic: the skill-based matchmaking. It brought it, uh, it lost a lot of cod, lost its magic when it really brought that around because you didn't come across that one guy who was like beat you and you wouldn't know what hit you. And then you try your best to get better. So the next time you come across a person like that, you would win that fight. And it propagated growth in the player base because it made people want to continue getting better. And I, I, I don't. I think were, were you there today for that conversation? I think you were, right? Yeah. yeah. What conversation the, was the, that? The skill based uh, matchmaking conversation I had earlier today. No, I was you not. Were actually, not. I was we out actually, of the house. We had actually a conversation, a pretty in depth conversation about this actually today. 
um, where uh, myself and a, a couple of other people who played Call of Duty um, were discussing the skill-based matchmaking. Um, and of course, this, this for, for those of you who do not know, this was in Modern Warfare. This is no longer a thing in con- the new Call of Duty Vanguard or back in Call of Duty Cold War. Um, but I think, you know, I, I personally, I think they learned their lesson. There was a massive outcry from the community when it happened. Um, and it, it was, it was really, it was really tough because while, yes, the average skill level of, of your, you know, your average player improved and improved in, in a lot of cases drastically at the same time, those who weren't able to improve at that rate, or maybe they could, but they just didn't have enough time to play the game like everybody else did, you know, due to you know, any number of different factors, uh, they they got disheartened. They said, well, I'm coming up against this player, you know, in ranked and, or, or just, sorry, not, not ranked in regular gameplay, and they're absolutely insane. And I, I don't want to play this. I don't want to have to try hard, you know, against, you know, incredible players every single game, because if I'm not playing at the top of my game, I'm getting absolutely destroyed. And I... I I personally think that if, if God forbid, any games developer ever ends up listening to this episode of the podcast, I, I possibly, you know, I, I definitely think this is something, take note, absolutely take note, skill-based matchmaking, while useful for competitive, and what competitive should be based off of, in your casual playlists, do not do it. It is... It is an absolute killer. It is poison to your player base. Um, yeah, and, and I, I think I think that the outcry from the the COD community was was absolutely warranted. Yeah, that is very much something that's like I hear, and uh, I have friends who are in the game dev, and they're like, and that's what m- makes Halo such a good multiplayer game is they have a separate social community where you can come across people who are professional players who play in HLG or Halo League games and stuff. And then you have the then you have your ranked playlists which are usually set game modes that are monitored and set by like the people who play it and are like no balance issues and stuff like that and they balance those game modes. Which is why it's fun to go into like normal social slayer and you might match up with somebody you watch on a, a grassroots for existence as a competition that's usually held randomly whenever they feel like it, held, holding it. But yeah, you, you you see my point is Halo did matchmaking well, and it always has done it well. It has, and there, I, I think there's a number of games that have done matchmaking right, right, and and, and getting matchmaking done right is it you know it it is an art. It's it's a, a big thing about um about games. But if if you don't get it right, you know when. And and I, I will say this because I <laughs> I I may be a player, but I I have seen a lot of you know feedback from developers about you know the interactions that they have with their player base, and a lot of them say that you know hey I I you know we love our player base and all that, but it it seems that when something when things go right, you know when when we're doing things right. Nobody particularly seems to notice. <laughs> you know, that is a very much true. Life things, but <laughs> when things go uh, wrong, oh boy! <laughs> you know? Do they ever? 
Well, think about this. Look how long those thou who shall not be named got anti-cheat out. Oh, man. It only took them since the original release of Modern Warfare. The Well, not the original release, but the updated 2018 release, I think it was. I mean, it was it was horrible. You had these... You, and, and if you want, you can look up, I'm sure if you look up on YouTube, you know, Warzone Hack, you'll get, you know, thousands of videos of, you know, hey, this streamer ran up against a hacker. This streamer, you know, once again, you know, Tim the Tapman, Dr. Disrespect complaining, oh, man, not another aimbotter. Oh, man, not another speed hacker. Oh, you know. But you know <laughs> what was funny is when you played original Modern Warfare, you didn't have that problem at all. Because nobody, the hackers didn't want to pay for the full Modern Warfare game with the campaign, the stories, the special mm-hmm. ops. And I, I think that's a big thing about, about free-to-play, right? A lot of people love free-to-play. A lot of people like free-to-play. And um, as a person who has a lot of hours, you know, thousands of hours on a free-to-play game, that being Rocket League, right, um... I can I can absolutely you know say that Rocket League going free to play brought in a lot of new players, right? And and yeah. and expanded that player base by so much and, and really revitalized the game. But I don't think making a game free to play right off release is the move, um, because um, because they did you have that? Well, problem. they did do it with Warzone. They didn't do that with Warzone, but as soon as they released the Battle Pass, they saw how good Battle Royales were. And they are like, hey, let's try this. And then they got a good amount of player base because, yeah, it's COD with the whole movement system. But they didn't expect when it went free-to-play the hacking situation. And I think it just took them forever because they were trying to find a good anti-cheat. And it's just... The problem is the anti-cheat got leaked before they released it. And so there's still a major hacking problem and... Well, I, I personally think that that Activision has been slacking on Call of Duty for, you know, a, a, a number of years now. Um, As I, I'd like to say, since uh, early Black Ops Four started to die. I mean, maybe because because a lot of a lot of people don't even remember, but Warzone was not the original battle royale, right? For Call of Duty, right? That was Blackout. Right, Call of Duty Black Ops Black and Black Ops Four was the original battle royale. Right, that's where Dis- you know Doctor Disrespect and Shroud and a lot of these big names. You know, that's that's where they were streaming. That's you know that was their you know Shroud coming out and quick scoping a whole bunch of people in a, you know a Call of Duty and I think of the Code Red tournament or whatever it was a Dorito Bowl. I, I forget the name, but uh, you know. I I remember what you're talking about, though. That was hilarious. oh, it was, incre- it was an incredible clip. You know, always always love to see Shroud pop off, no matter what game it is. Um, but yeah. I, I I honestly, you you see a lot of these games being released, and I'm sorry, but in a you know in a big game, and it's not like I'm sorry, nobody can make that argument that Warzone was a you know a game with a small player base. Right, but no, it wasn't. No, it absolutely wasn't. And at that point, anti-cheat stops being a quality of life thing, in my opinion. It becomes something, you know, a baseline thing that's absolutely integral to the success of your game. If you, yeah, it is very, yeah, if you're not implementing it, 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 what are you expecting? (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah, it's just that's one of the big things. But yeah, I'm also just um. Let's see what else we got going on here. I got a I got a story for us. Um, while we are yeah, go ahead. Hit hit me with the story here. While we're while we're still let's have story time with the rules. Yeah, well, while we're while we're still on the topic of Call of Duty, I I thought you know what? Instead of looking at the things they've done wrong in the past, let's talk about things they've done wrong in the present. <laughs> oh god damn it this is gonna be dumb well i've got a i a, as you know i have been putting in a fair amount of hours uh into call of duty vanguard a little bit into its multiplayer i i'll admit i haven't played any of the campaign yet um but i have played I, a lot of zombies i wish i if i had the money i definitely would i would love to play it with you but it's just right now. I'm not, not going to lie. Even the audience that might listen to this, my 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 finances do be. I'm hopefully getting this promotion up. Um, I've also gotten a few little bonuses at my work, which occasionally might give me a free game or two. But it's like I've, I I want to go back and play zombies with the boy. And you know what I. From what I'm about to tell you, you'll be like, you know what? Maybe it's a good thing I'm holding off for a little while. Maybe, hopefully, you won't feel as bad about not having the game right now. Yeah, you um, know what I'm really looking forward <laughs> to, though. In my personal opinion is, I'm looking forward to Battlefield 2042. And, and you've you've mentioned that, um, but yes. personally, Zombies has always been special to me. And I'm sorry, no yeah. other game does it like COD does. You know. Well, the thing with uh, 2042 and probably heard of the, the portal mode the whole build your own game mode type thing yep you can add in you can spawn in waves of other players or ai as they would put it who come at you as enemies so you could make your in theory you could make the perfect zombies game mode in battlefield i mean i i maybe you can and you know what we will see what people come up with but your perfect zombies game mode. I don't think there really is a perfect zombies game mode. A lot of no. A big I, reason why I've always I, loved zombies is is the storyline. You know those Easter eggs. Um, I hate to be yeah, one of those guys, but they've had some really good zombie storylines over the year and years. And uh, you know, custom modes aren't going to give you that. Well, and another good game I'd say has good zombie story and all this fun stuff you talk you're talking about. Look at Killing Floor Two. Well, I mean, Killing, Killing each, Floor 2, each, Left 4 Dead. I mean, there's a lot of zombies games out there, right? But Well, I, I, I point out Killing Floor 2 in particular due to the fact it has a big storyline, but then you have these weird offshoot maps which have their own Easter egg and their own lore to discover about each map in the thing. True, but but let me let me ask you this, right? Let me ask you the, the age-old question, right? What What makes, you know... What makes Coke, you know, Coke? When you when you think right of uh, of it, zombies, what do you think of? First, I think of good times with the boys. <laughs> but yeah, that same here, right? But what's the uh, what's the first game that comes to mind when I say, "Hey, are you playing zombies?" What do you think of? I think Black Ops Two zombies. See. But what did you immediately think of? You thought of Call of Duty, right? And I, that goes that goes for a lot of players in games, you know. In, in the in the you know, yeah, uh, it's also due to the fact that they've kind of coined the zombies term, 
But when you get into stuff like Left 4 Dead, they also have such a unique look to them, like Killing Floor 2. You're not really killing zombies, you're killing mutated clones called Zeds. So you see Killing Floor 2, you think Killing Floor 2. Each zombie game has their own kind of perspective and look to feel. So I get you where you're going with this quite a lot. It makes a lot of sense. True. Um, back to the story, though, I did want to go ahead and just uh, just uh, give you a bit of insight here from this uh, this article we've got from PC Gamer, um, where they talk about uh, Call of... <laughs> Uh, a pretty interesting thing here that somehow made it a uh, uh, into sorry sorry not a not a not PC gamer uh, the the U.S. Sun um, where where people have been pretty upset about how rushed zombies was and a lot of them calling it a, you know of course the worst ever um, but uh, so for the for those for those of you who don't know zombies is round based. Um, right, you know, each round it, things will get harder and harder and harder. And you know, Vanguard, there are portals which you do to complete objectives. And each time you complete an objective, the world gets harder. And um, you know, there's there's a lot more more, you know, harder. There are a lot harder mobs coming out. You know, like uh, uh, Sturm Sturm Kriegers or Sturm whatever they are that uh, that come out and try and shoot you and. Boom Shriers, which will blow up when you when you hit them. Um, for the moment, though, a lot of the a lot of the things that this article points out, for example, like uh, no Easter egg, no Easter egg hunts, no round one hundred runs, uh, is pretty telling of uh, people not really knowing how COD Zombies has been working as of recently. I'll give Cold War here as an example. Uh, when the game first came out, when the game first comes out, or when a new map first comes out, um, they, in recent memory, they don't go ahead and instantly release an Easter egg. While there has been confirmation from, once again, the, the developer company, uh, they who shall not be named, um, that there will be an Easter egg releasing on December 2nd, uh, for the moment, they have said that there will be, uh, and that's when the new, that's when, quote-unquote, season one of, uh, of Vanguard comes out. Currently, we are still considered to be in the preseason. Um, that is when uh, Easter eggs are first released and everything like that, because they like to release that stuff uh, with the coming of the new season, because that's going, you know, that's going to include challenges and stuff like that. Probably new achievements, calling cards, and hopefully, because we haven't seen them recently, um, but some new perks. They do point out here that there are a lot of, you know, kind of reused perks and stuff like that. Um, specifically, I think they're talking about field upgrades. Uh, specifically, um, the field upgrades that are out right now are. Uh, there's Frost Blast, uh, Ring of Fire, uh, Ether Shroud, and Energy Mine. And if you've played any Cold War Zombies at all, those should sound real familiar to you. And that's because those were around. Those were those are all reused perks, not perks, but field upgrades from Cold War Zombies. And um, unfortunately, I mean, from what I've seen of Vanguard, it seems to be a real hodgepodge of stuff from 
both Modern Warfare, because the movement engine, the actual engine that the game is running on, uh, which you know affects the movement and all that, and why you still have slide canceling and all that, is actually the Modern Warfare engine. So you've been a, been a big Warzone player, you know, big Modern Warfare player. Um, those all run on the same engine as Vanguard. <laughs> Nothing new there. You wanted the same movement. Well, it's the same movement again. Unfortunately, um, you know, COD, COD players have gotten used to different movement systems over time. You know, I, I know a lot of people didn't like it. I played it, personally did enjoy it. I know it's kind of a hot take, but Advanced Warfare all the way back in the day, you know, with those exosuits and everything... Being able to, to fly oh, around. Oh, I love the exosuits. Oh, I'm yeah. going to be honest. <laughs> I'm sure you remember some It gave the game a new field. <laughs> I have the Advanced Warfare Collector's Edition. Oh, my. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? Looks like we've got a real gamer over here. <laughs> also, I have the uh, Call of Duty Ghost Collector's Steel Case. Both of them are in Steel Cases. Wow. I have the worst, objectively the worst COD games and Steel Cases, and those are the only two COD games I have in Steel Cases. You know what? But you know what? I love them. I love Ghosts. I love Ghosts' version of Zombies with the, like, a whole Aliens invasion thing. I like that. I like something fresh. I like the whole different thing going on with it. And... It gave the game a whole new feel. And, and honestly, a lot of people... A lot of people have some fun, you know crapping all over uh over advanced warfare and ghosts but you know what in my opinion you like what you like some people liked it some people didn't and every in my opinion every you know well, everyone's entitled to their own opinion right so yeah well while i did enjoy it i know a number of you know cod traditionalists who said you know ah oh, you know this is this isn't COD, you know. <laughs> no, no, this isn't. This Ghost isn't what I, what I said. I signed the same thing for. about Black Ops Three. <laughs> yeah, and and you know, it's 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 understandable. I I get it. This isn't you know what you're used to, but every once in a while, you know, allow allow them to experiment. You know, allow them to come out with a with a you know something perhaps new. Maybe you don't enjoy it, but I you know I promise you, there's always someone out there who does. There's always gonna be something, but I'm just uh, I'm I'm looking at the release radar, and you know what game I'm actually weirdly looking for. I want to see how it turns out. I want to look how they reboot Saints Row. Saints Row. Oh man, a lot of things about that game which we can't mention on this podcast, um, due to us trying to keep this at least somewhat SFW. Um, <laughs> I've already said. I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I've dropped the f bomb already. Yeah, a couple the times. F. See, the f bomb is the f bomb. You know, waving a giant purple, you know what, you know, around and beating people to death with it <laughs> is an entirely different thing. You know, <laughs> uh, yeah. I remember they're they're rebooting the entire series. There, uh, another one that I'm looking forward to personally would be the uh, was. They got Dark Tide coming out for Warhammer 40k, which I'm hoping doesn't turn out like a steaming pile of fucking shit, to be honest. <laughs> like most games they release because Game Workshop is a money hunter. Oh, you know. Sorry, I have my beef with them because they, they piss me off. But another one I'm looking forward to would be Layers of Fear. Layers of Fear, interesting. I just, you know what, because, because I... 
I'm not. I can't really defend him because they they have done some some pretty egregious stuff to me and a lot of other people in the past, you know, as far as monetization goes. But uh, I I gotta say I had fun with Vermintide, and oh yeah, Vermintide was fine. I actually I got Vermintide and a bunch of other Warhammer games for five bucks due to uh, I I get White Dwarf. Uh, the magazine. Okay. But it's just what they've done to some of the other series, especially like their mobile game releases that they constantly push out. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. But uh, that's that's one of the games, and that's kind of like a big push in the community. But the fact that they killed uh, Forge World as a model line, so there's no... uh, It's all going to be the PVC ABS plastic. There's no resin ma- resin models coming out anymore. Which resin was the only way we could get some of the cer- certain models that came out and certain other Krieg models and other stuff that we actually really wanted. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been a fan of, of, of Warhammer, you know, since... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and I'm, I'm going to date myself just a little bit here. Um, you know, Warhammer Online Age of Reckoning. Um, a, a, an old, old MMO... Uh, at this point, which, uh, you know, early, early 2000s there, which uh, I, I honestly enjoyed playing. You know, I, I think it was set in the, uh, the, age, of, uh, the age of Sigmar, um, but it was, uh, it, was, it was honestly a good game. And the, the, especially the 40K universe has some incredibly rich and deep storylines, um, some really compelling stuff in there, which... It makes for, honestly, in some cases, horrifying because, I mean, you know, it is horror at the end of the day. Um, but. Yeah, it, it's gothic horror with a hint of hope, but very much just horror. It's, 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 it's not horror, I would say. It's existential dread horror due to the fact of how dark the game can get with the lore. Well, it's, it's like, realizing. Oh, yeah, it's, I, th- I think it also has elements of cosmic horror, you know? Oh, it's very much cosmic horror. If you look at like the Tyranid armies, like you, you have these things that just they eat genetic code for dinner, <laughs> and then they can use that. And I'm not a heretic. I'm totally not a heretic. <laughs> but there are space marine Tyranids out there somewhere. There's <laughs> that's that's some there's that's the some quintessential 40k stuff. I'm not a heretic. I swear I'm not a heretic. Oh no, is that an inquisitor? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Quisitor, uh, he went that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that 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 heretic guy. Other way, guys. I gotta, I gotta get out of this sector real quick. I, I gotta, you know, I gotta, I gotta go. I gotta go now. <laughs> uh, but no, you you kind of get where I'm going at with this. But um, also to apologize for the dogs barking in the background. I have three dogs in my house. Can't even then, hear. Them. You get used <laughs> to them. They are not small dogs, so. Uh, I'm gonna try to do my best in post to cut out some of this noise gating and stuff, but I I hope I, I I have no qualms in letting you hear this stuff because that's kind of part of a podcast. Is you kind of know what's going on in the background too. Can't tell you, you listen guys. To any other podcast? We are not unlike unlike Bill O'Reilly. We are not doing this live. <laughs> no, we are not, and we are having straight up fun with this because the the podcast. I'm going to be blunt. It was also an assignment for school, but we wanted to pilot this to see how much fun we could have just sitting here talking and then give allowing people to understand our thoughts. Because our thoughts don't really leave our conversation. It's kind of interesting because we want to see how other people react. 
Yeah, you know, you, you never know. I mean, I, I see a lot of really uh, opinionated gamers <laughs> out there who are always like, you know, man, I, I really didn't know that a lot of people felt the same way I do. It's great to know that not everyone's, you know, just playing these games without a care in the world. It's like, yeah, no, a lot of, a lot of these, you'd, you'd be surprised just how, you know, perceptive a lot of people are. So, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it's very interesting to see perspective gamers out there, but it's really weird when they don't make a great complete statement, so... And, and we do, of course, you know, welcome any, any feedback that you may have um, to, to help us make a better podcast. This is, of course, our pilot episode, so uh, please please yeah, don't we'll, rip us too hard, but, but do, do rip us a little bit, you know? <laughs> yeah, and if you're ever interested, uh, uh, rip us. Uh, I'll leave my Discord at the end of this, and if you want... Or I'll leave it somewhere in the description, whatever place we upload this at. Uh, we'll leave our description there, and leave a way you can kind of contact us. I'll probably leave. My, I have a I have a personal server I used for Twitch for a while, but I'm hoping to keep it going. But I'll leave that down there, and if you want to give us any feedback, uh, we'll have a link down there you can see. But it's basically we want feedback, and if you find anybody in podcast and do a little have some guests. You know, we, we have been looking for some guests, so if you have some insights, some stories, really something that you want to, you know, get off your chest here about the gaming industry, tech, or anything like that, you know, we are we are always looking for people to talk to, always looking for some fresh per, fresh perspective, you know, there in the, in the words of uh, Anton Ego from Ratatouille, but uh, <laughs> it's... Uh, There's always a good... Need for some per- perspective on life, as, he, yeah, as you just said. A little fresh perspective. Be- I see you're all out. <laughs> yeah, because remember, if you only whisper it, it may just vanish into thin air. That is that is true. Um, I also, I did want to go ahead, you know, while, while we're on, on happier topics and all that, um, I wanted to bring up one story, and I, I know I mentioned this to you before, you know, before we started recording here. Um, but I saw an absolutely amazing announcement recently, which personally oh. has just brought me over the moon. Um, <laughs> if this is, brings you over the moon, I wonder what's going to happen Oh, next. yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to read a little uh, article here from Ginks Esports TV. And um, hopefully, as a Rocket League player, this makes me incredibly excited. I know you know what's coming, Atlas. Don't spoil it. But uh, uh, hopefully, I, I know this is a very popular figure, and um, I'm very excited for this. So I'll, I'll, I'll kick this right off. Um, the article is titled, Critical Moist, uh, Critical's Moist Esports and Bidding War for Top 4 RLCS Team. Uh, for those of you who, don't, who do not know, the RLCS is essentially the NFL um, of Rocket League, that is the Rocket League Championship Series, and it is now back. We are, you know, they are po- we're technically post COVID now. You know, we got boosters coming out and everything. Get your booster and uh, <laughs> get your hey, shots. Get your, get your booster. <laughs> get your shots. <laughs> and uh, uh. and uh, he's he has and now has an esports org. Um, critical, Moist Critical, if you do not know, it, a very popular content creator, YouTube, you know, Twitch, um, does does a really good job, has been around for a very long time, and he created an esports org called Moist Esports, 
and um, great name, I know. Um, and they're this now in, they are now in a bidding war for a top four RLCS team, which is big, big, big stuff. And you know what? I and 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 they they do say here the internet's favorite voice of the voiceless YouTuber and Twitch streamer Charles Moist Critical White launched his own org, Moist Esports, back in August this year. And while some fans are yet to take this project seriously, their carball interest is no joke whatsoever. The 27-year-old recently made claims about wanting to acquire the true neutral roster after it was announced that the Rocketeers were looking to represent, quote, a larger organization. Uh, they said, quote, we are not trying to pick uh, anybody else up at the moment because right now we put an offer in at the moment to buy true neutral in the RLCS, uh, the popular content creator announced. Uh, we put in a bid that hopefully is better than the other orgs, hopefully. Uh, we'll be able to have them for Moist Esports. Now the South American Darlings are looking to take their Rocket League talents to a Tier 1 org with Tier 1 payments and Tier 1 viewership. And Moist might be covering all the bases. The roster composed of Facundo Shad Valerino, Victor Raisbull Duran Para, Lautaro uh, AG, AJG uh, Gosinski, and coach Lucas uh, Aguisum Rodriguez moved to Mexico in order to start playing in the North American region. They dominated their South American stay, however, conquering three majors wins, three Grand Series wins, and a regional championship, amassing over $150,000 in prize pool earnings in the RLCS X season alone. Now in NA, uh, the Vamos movement keeps growing in numbers, ranking in casuals, diehards, and casters alike, as their contagious playstyle and captivating story is one for the history books. Their recent participation in the first two events of the region had the TN squad walking away with $12,500 and a total of 350 circuit points, currently sitting in a four-way tie for fourth place. The top five spots in North America will, will qualify for the Stockholm Fall Major, the first land event for the scene in almost two years, once again due to COVID. Who knows if they'll still be representing True Neutral by then. This transfer would not only mean a brighter future for the Rocketeers, but also a larger audience for the esports scene in general, with Critical's massive following being introduced to or reminded about Rocket League's potential. The Moist has a ring to it, right? Um, and honestly, it, this is... I could understand, you know, if, if, if they were maybe going for, you know, maybe a smaller team or something like that. But True Neutral, if you're familiar at all with the South American Rocket League scene, these guys are absolute freaking legends. And I am so, so excited to see, uh, you know, to hopefully see Moist Esports win that bid, get this roster, and really explode onto that Rocket League scene, you know, with a, the force of a thermonuclear bomb and... You know, see them just succeed uh, in only the best of ways. That uh, that will be amazing, in my opinion. But uh, Arubos, uh, I think we should hit the pause button real quick and take a quick hydration and bathroom bake. We get this for about an hour and ten minutes. I think call for a quick little break. All right, so, pause button. It is hit the pause button. Yep, and we'll be right back after this. After these non non sponsored messages, because we don't have a sponsor yet. Okay, and we are back. So my commentary personally on the Moist Critical situation, besides the fact that the dude need to keep it going, I'm not. Sh I'm. I'm very curious on seeing how it did, how this turns out. And volume got adjusted. 
But no, I'm really curious to see how I mean, this gets adjusted because Charlie this will be a very interesting turn of events, especially in the esports board industry as it is. And we've had a lot of these. Uh, you probably can see that because if Moist Critical gets into one thing, he gets into everything. Right? Who've had their oopsie moments, right? You know, they're uh, they're uh, oh boy, that's uh, that's a yikes there, you know, moments. Uh, but Charlie's really stayed on on you know on the good side of just about everything. He does have some pretty raunchy takes, right? But it's it's all in the name of humor, and, and there's but, nothing, you know... <laughs> cough, cough, Skynut. <laughs> or, oh, his band in general is very... Thing, uh, I'm sorry. I am figuring out my volume, so if it seems a little weird and compre- uh, compre- uh, later on after this recording is finished, I am sorry. Uh, my volume got adjusted while I was gone. Sweet. Something hit my I keys. Apparently, one of my cars was in my room. Just knocked my keyboard around, so it knocked uh, boosted my audio recording volume. <laughs> so it's going to be a little bumpy here and there. Uh, I yeah, fixed no it on my end. <laughs> Reason. Yeah, if you got something else. Oh, well, that was loud. But yeah, if you got something else, you probably. So we do call this the troll cast. So yeah. you know what? We're gonna we're gonna try. But if no, we, oh, we do future so, episodes uh, of this. Um, I remember you know, we were talking we'll about this as well. You want to give us? We always want to include one, good troll story. one nice troll story for you. Something to to kind of lighten the mood. Something to make you laugh and uh, something that'll then <laughs> or maybe cry. <laughs> but uh. Something that you'll remember. <laughs> Baby cry. And, and if it... Uh, I, I will say this. I think we, if, depending on what happens, we may set something up. We might have a little... Uh, we were discussing this privately. We might even, we have a few raunchier troll stories that we've been into, but we might publicly we not we're probably not going to privately post that, but we might have it locked. We might have like a Patreon or something that set up to where we we know what you're getting. You guys are wanting to see it, and true. it's uh, it's <laughs> common for I'm guessing common for most podcasts to have like a small absolutely. Patreon set up with uh, some most, of their more most definitely not do. so safe for work uh, episodes because Spotify, <laughs> Apple do not. But um. So so today's today's troll story. And we got some is, really is good ones lined up. If y'all are interested of an armed conflict. Now I know, well, you know, some <laughs> of you may read the news and you've heard about these, Man, you know, weird. armed conflicts all over, you know, the world. We're not talking about those. We're talking about one that's that's entirely nonsensical. One that uh, that inspires a lot of hatred. And one that uh, we've partially, and it, from a game that we've partially mentioned on this podcast, or well, that we have mentioned on this podcast already, and that is New World. And this is going to be the story, uh, not my story, but the story of a video um, which I saw recently, which in my opinion is one of the greatest things of all time. So... I am scrolling through the New World forums as I do eh, about every two days, right? Checking out all the, the fresh, cool content that's been posted on there. 
And I come across a video that says, in all caps, with a whole bunch of exclamation, the post is titled, uh, Greatest War of All Time. With a whole bunch of, ca- you know, all in caps, with a whole bunch of exclamation points, partially misspelled, and I'm thinking, this is it. I found it. It's the Holy Grail. Whatever this is, it's got to be good. And I had no idea how right I was. So I go ahead. I, 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 you know, there's a little, a little, you know, YouTube link in there, and you can go look this up yourself if you want. But uh, I find this little, this little video. It's around twenty something minutes long, which is the average length of a war in New World. It's it's twenty something minutes long. And and I I, I look around and I. I I go. All, all the comments are saying that this is amazing. This is, you know, one of the best things ever. And uh, I'm like, well, yeah, I, I, I've got to watch the whole thing. I know it's 27 minutes. Got to watch the whole thing, though. And I watch, and, and you know, and, and, and the video starts with a whole bunch of players in their base camp. You know, they're attacking a fort, right? And... Uh, <laughs> Oh, you have no idea. And this already, uh, <laughs> this is already, in my opinion, going to sound really juicy because I've seen you play New World privately, <laughs> and man, New World is chaotic some days. And I, I there you go. It's a two. I will say this deep. after this. I got but, an interesting uh, troll because anyways, I'm a so I'm a t- I'm looking at RPG all these players. players. I got a few trolls there, up my you know, sleeve that I've pulled on my base DMs camp. They're here. about to attack here a fort. The other team, I'll give you one the of other army, and it's fifty versus fifty. Fifty players versus fifty players, and they're about to start attacking this fort. And I look around. And I go, well, there's there's a lot of weapons in New World, and everybody, of course, uses something different. There's healers and everything like that. But I notice something unique about these guys. They're only using one weapon. One weapon. You might be wondering. You might be wondering what weapon is that? What weapon might that be? And uh, just so happens to be a musket. They are all using muskets. And I'm going, hold, hold the phone. What is this? You guys have no healers. You have no tanks. What what, what is this? Guns. And I, by the way, I do not read the name of the video. And I'm not going to say what it is because it's going to spoil this. But um, I'm sitting there and I'm I'm going, whatever this is, whatever this is, it had best be what I think it is. And, and, you know, the timer counts down, you know, as they're all getting ready to to the beginning of the war. (laughs) And they all start getting ready. And lo and behold, oh, boy, the war begins. And they all run out. And, and, you know, and all they run into the the one of the main Uh. points, point B in the very middle. And all of a sudden, you hear someone yell, muskets, form a line. And oh my goodness, they form a musket line. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and, and, and the next thing you hear is muskets. Uh, Aim! 
God, is this the Civil the War again, or is this the Napoleonic <laughs> era? What is fire! this? Cloud, biggest booms uh, you've is... ever heard. Clouds of smoke everywhere. The entire enemy freaking team falls dead on the ground, <laughs> and uh. <laughs> and they're typing. The other team's typing in chat, going, "What the uh. heck is this? Don't tell me you guys brought an actual musket line." They're going, and one of them goes, "Oh yes, we did." Muskets, reload! All of them start jamming musket balls into their freaking muskets. <laughs> you know? And rinse and repeat. And then, then, then you know, apparently this was this was coordinated between the two musket of them. Musket you know, lines for not, the win. <laughs> by the way, if you do play New World, you're not allowed to throw wars. There's no win trading in wars or anything like that that is against the game's terms of service. Um, specifically listed. It will... It was it was coordinated actually between both factions to allow them to do this. Um, the reason being is apparently the attacking. But faction, this was the coordinated the behind the on their entire team. Actually, just straight server. up just coordinated this between um, them. So they were going to another server. So it, it really wouldn't matter. They were going to lose it anyways. Um, so they went they went ahead and you know had a little fun. At some point, they they formed a massive conga line, all crawling on the ground naked and crawled all the way into the fort which they broke into you know started doing like a like a snake thing all or like 50 people long <laughs> today today you know we are but men Hi, you know? <laughs> this literally sounds like they just crawled out of the napoleonic era and said we're gonna oh, yeah. shoot. Yeah, no, it was, it oh, they was were amazing, and in my opinion, one of the best conflicts, if not the singular singular best conflict. We are but men, and we shall die like world. good brave. Um, gotta gotta absolutely love it. But okay. the name of the video was something like uh, "New World Musket Only War," and it was, oh man, was it beautiful? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Okay, and cap this, well, pretty much cap this off. We'll probably have a little speed fire round of news, maybe a few minutes each. But for my big troll, this was at, uh, this was at Pathfinder Night, which is an RPG I play with my brother and some friends. And what I did to this GM was fucking... So I'm playing, like, a third-level character. He is stupid overpowered. Like, he can ba he basically starts to one hit stuff, and so he tries to throw a curveball in there, and tries to basically he's trying to whack my character like a good old mafia whack. He's targeting me, and you know what I do to him? I literally sit there and I start rolling twenties, natural twenties. Basically, I start rolling critical after critical after critical after critical. The point where he's starting to go. You have smashed my skeleton into 7,000 pieces everywhere. He's, he stops losing He stops losing his whole roleplay. His whole roleplay aesthetic to like... He is like in-depth into it. Mac. 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 And he just doesn't know. And the next thing I do... 
we go fight this giant slime monster? Oh no, I'm stuck in the you slime. I'm dead. There's, I, I gotta say, just gotta I just straight up just killed my character. There is him. nothing like a character dying in your Take campaign. the entire joy out of this job being a Pathfinder. I don't care if it's character. Pathfinder. I don't care what it is. Who right? are you? If your and character every... dies, something has gone terribly wrong. As you know what, you know what, we'll be a little less, you know, NSFW here. Shit has hit the fan. If uh, if if your character is dead. <laughs> You mean it yeah. hit the? F I you know what I hope no. That was and all the thing that character. pissed him off the most <laughs> and it was outside your career is I purposely killed my character. I didn't fight the monster. I just sat there and just did he at least make a death. little thumbs up before he died? You know, our Arnold Schwarzenegger. I took the style. whole joy. You know, melt melting in the. Oh, in the it was all in character. My is. character was an android <laughs> who is completely emotionless. He's like, well, I'm dead. Goodbye, world. I'll be back. <laughs> I just died. Yes, he did. He's stuck. Yes, he basically did that. He's just like, I'm dead. Goodbye, world. What, what is it? What is it um, with you and Andrew? Are they all yeah, called Commander? And literally, the next day, next time we played that campaign, I brought back another android, but this time he had a big hammer that can make spikes and a sword. Has a gun on it, and he's still wax carrier. Oh, I see. Really role playing your own name in there, huh? No, the, uh, my current one is. Uh, oh, you know what? You know what? I, my I current I character is called Kronos. My, my last one was called Atlas. Back in the day, was named Arunos as well. Yeah, so <laughs> I was roleplaying my own names. I mean, I mean, real, I be real hypocritical of me to actually go ahead and criticize you for any of that. <laughs> oh man, you're just as bad as me. So get over it. Oh, no. unfortunate. Huh. Yeah. But no, it's just like, he's just like, man, kill my fun for killing your character after the You know what? You know yeah. what? You know what? Deal with it. You know what? We I just walked out today, today, to the store, walked to the truck, and just sat did good. <laughs> no, I got a piece of pizza. I'm like, I am super satisfied. That was like the best. Huh? I, yeah, and no, I... I I wish you would have told me about this before. This, by the way, for our for our uh, listeners, this and you know is the first I time I'm hearing I, started, this. I jumped into so, VC on Discord. With I you. never. He I really did anything. never say anything to me. <laughs> you know what I'll say though? That piece of pizza that you had afterwards was probably one of the best. This reaction is completely new. <laughs> I sometimes I, I forget about a troll when I come home. I'm like, I'm this is good. Now I want to stuffed crust and extra troll. About things. <laughs> yeah, it was I, a super I still haven't been able to find that topping in any of my local pizza joints. Crust, but I, yeah. uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna have to ask you know for, yeah. for that extra special <laughs> stuff in the back. The next troll time around, was you know? there. See, I, I don't understand why people <laughs> order pasta at pizza joints, you know? There are places that do pizza and pasta, but they're not really considered pizza joints. You know what makes me mad, though, is they always forget the fork when I order pasta. Yeah. Well, 
See, but that's that's them like acquiring. It's a hut. That's, that, was, no, no, that's, that's a totally different thing, right? Pick. That's them acquiring another. Because business. you also have to realize right. they used they did buy out Wink Street, and they're still called Wink Street Winks. Hmm. Okay. You know what? You know what? If if he likes it, guys, you you gotta you yeah, gotta. I get what you, you mean, but honestly, yeah, my know? personal pizza hut. He's, he sticks pizza there. He's, he's, he's yeah. He's, I he's love stick, the pasta. I he love sticks the by what he likes. Shout out your favorite pizza place location in the comment section below. <laughs> Got a snack on the chicken Alfredo on pizza. Is that a chain or is that a one-off place? <laughs> hey, but if you really want some good pasta, though, go to a place called Frizzoli's. Hmm. And they get... See, it is a chain. You, you never they're starting to go. go they're less locations now. And, but and like, you know what? I, I learned this from competitive eating stuff that I used to watch. And still, you can all, even you know, take home three or four packages of bread. That, believe it or not, that whole breadstick thing, that is that is an absolute freaking scam. Yeah, they might be amazing breadsticks. Heck, they might be the best breadsticks in town, but... That's it's the starch. That's what they're trying to get you with. They're trying to get you full with the starch, you know. So you can't eat them out of the rest of their stuff. <laughs> yep. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, those, they don't give. They're not as unlimited as you may think. <laughs> well, the thing is, they give you your. I give you a small plate of breadsticks, but you have to have your main meal first before you can go up and ask. You know, once upon a time, once upon a time, no. big fan cheesy breadsticks. Um, I don't remember where the heck I used no, to get No, but they're just like place. the breadsticks there are just good. But, and I always, um, my cheesy breadsticks were, were my thing, man. I mean, that was, that was literal manna from heaven, I'm telling you. They, they, really, they really do be dub, dub, dub bomb. Oh, man, I don't know. <laughs> da bomb hot sauce from uh where where was it I'll, I'll never forget Kentucky Easy Press I think it, be I bomb, was, I think it was Kentucky Oh the yeah bomb. the bomb was was the the the, the yes. crowning <laughs> achievement of completing the plate for uh for a good while I think so it was uh some hotter stuff But uh um, I know they use it on uh yeah. hot ones but Yeah, they uh, Nexus mods. What do they? Um, what do they got coming out? And some other news. Uh, Nexus mods getting up. That's just kind of interesting. Um, their collection stuff is supposed to be releasing in a couple months. Actually, really big news for Skyrim. Once they fix the uh, Skyrim modding community, once the Skyrim mod stuff is set back, and their Nexus is predicting with the people they talk with, with their mod, the mod, the like the big address crypting people who do for Skyrim mods, they're predicting a. Once they finish that, they're releasing their. Uh, oh, I see. This is, this is what we were talking about before, right? I think <laughs> they're releasing the uh, collection system, which allows people to make collections for people to oh. use. That are pre, like pre lit, nice. pre made mod lists. 
Yes, I went back to this because I saw Nexus. I, I really enjoy all this nostalgia coming back. After I, releasing I that. But it makes a big difference for people who don't know about yeah. modding, who like want to go back and play Skyrim, but they don't want the same one. Wow, what? Oh, you 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 want a nostalgic trip hey guys, though? You want a solid rated. nostalgic trip? They're releasing MechWarrior Five for retail disc releases. Real old school. Yeah, MechWarrior Five Mercenaries is getting a disc release. That's all fun and games until they start making Sega Genesis again, you know. Well, MechWarrior Five is for the Xbox One X, PS Five, and uh, PC. OG and Magnavox, you know, start going to town. Those of you who don't know, by the way, the first yeah, man, I love that thing. I love playing Earthworm Jim. The Magnavox. Yeah. <laughs> God. Oh man. Yeah, I'm sorry if your if your TV doesn't. When you got to pull out the big CRT you know, and use really, the uh, coax cable to hook it, it up it really and play it on TV, channel four you know, or three. Are you really living life? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Man, that now that. That's where it's at. Our tech experts. You got to pull out the old. Just a disclaimer: we do not have any tech experts. We actually don't have any experts of any kind. You're too young for us, boy. We have mentioned are entirely fictitious. Please do not attempt to contact our tech experts. If you do attempt to try to contact our tech experts, they will get back to you in seven to ten business millenniums, or not at all. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. You know what? You know what? How about you mention that before I do an entire infomercial, fake infomercial, by the way, about us not having any tech experts, and then you have to be a tech expert. <laughs> you know what's expert. ironic? I went to college for computer science. That's making me... There, 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 there you go. There you go. Bam, bamboozled live. Well, not so live. Recorded when this comes out, but while we're <laughs> recording this live. Yeah. Uh, there's oh, the troll thanks. for you, guys. There's a live one. There's a pre-recorded troll. <laughs> <laughs> not a medical expert, not a lawyer. Cannot go ahead and help yeah, you with got your uh, by me. broken marriage. There's a lot. Your, uh, fixed I, I'm sorry, I had to do that to you, man. I love that information. Or your lack of a marriage. But I am not a Can't medical expert. I am not a lawyer. Counseling? <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> Or your lack of human contact at all, because I'm sorry, I'm not responsible for your social life, hygiene, or anything else that a revolves around. Give me, give me just a moment. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta. At least you're not contact me for little, tech you know, advice. If we're gonna be doing, uh, we're gonna do infomercials here. I gotta come out with the best, the best stuff. Staring up my DMs, and then I realize somebody had DM'd me. Have a good day. <laughs> all right, <clears throat> I haven't done this in a while, so you know what. I want you. I want you to go ahead and um, and we are not and be as kind seen to on me TV. here because I'm trying. You know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we got about 14 minutes. Yeah, 14 right. minutes, man. Let's I see don't, this. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if, if I'll be able we to. We are do keeping this. Are you an ready? hour 45 schedule on this, just so y'all know. 
that's besides the point. Quality, value, value, style, service, selection, convenience, economy, savings, performance, experience, hospitality, low rates, friendly service, new brands, easy terms, affordable prices, money-back guarantee, free installation, free admission, free appraisal, free alterations, free delivery, free home trial, and free parking. No cash, no problem. No kidding, no must, no fuss, no risk, no obligation, no red tape, no down payment, no entry fee, no hidden charges, no purchase necessary, no one will call on you, no payments of interest till September, but limited time only, those who act now or today send no money offer good while supplies last two to a customer each item sold separately batteries not included mileage may vary all sales are final allow six weeks for delivery some items not available some assembly required some restrictions may apply so come on in come on in for a free demonstration and a free consultation <laughs> with our friendly professional staff our experienced and knowledgeable sales representatives will help you make a selection that's just right for you and just right for your budget and say don't forget to pick up your free gift sorry free gift a classic deluxe custom designer luxury prestige high quality premium select gourmet pocket pencil sharpener Yours for the asking. No purchase necessary. It's our way of saying thank you. And if you act now, we'll include an extra added free complimentary bonus gift, a classic deluxe custom designer luxury prestige, high quality premium select gourmet combination key ring, magnifying glass, and garden hose in a genuine imitation leather style carrying case with authentic vinyl trim. Yours for the asking. No purchase necessary. It's our way of saying Thank you. Actually, it's our way of saying bend over <laughs> just a little farther so we can stick this big uh, advertising this dick up your ass a little bit deeper. Please don't cut that out and post. And that is George Carlin's advertising lullaby. Thank you so much. I will not Thank cut you. that Thank out so much. post. I paid I paid two hundred and uh, and fifty bucks for this uh, yeah, this sorry, uh, microphone but, uh, just sorry, so I can go ahead and do this. that. That just made this the best thing ever, uh, as I can afford. <laughs> and the voice was perfect. Ah, uh. oh man. Well, Atlas, what do you think? Are we still there? <laughs> okay. It is. Happy, yeah. happy Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just talking day. to somebody else um, in the house. Or late Veterans Day, depending um, on yeah. when you are listening. Sorry, still talking about it. They're talking about it. Uh, I got to wake up early because Veterans Day you know is what? upon us tomorrow. Enjoy. I hope you have some, some nice pizza, some nice something, some nice goodness. Thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, once again, thank you for your service. But yeah, tomorrow <laughs> is going to be a very gluttonous day. Uh, good old homegrown <laughs> American food. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a very interesting day. All right. I'm, I'm so with that, go play uh, Atlas, what do you think? Clo where are we closing uh, this puppy out? I'm never going to run to recording this. Not going to lie, we can be lazy bastards at times. What? Who cares? All right. We got about 10-ish minutes, so let's try to find something here real quick. Other than the, the wonderful up. speech that I just made. Before we close um, this out. Um, let me see what we got here. Because I'm trying to stay out of politics and anything else that could be.
Don't know yeah. if that's going to make it through post, but you we know. are not liable for any uh, <laughs> political outrage, triggering, have to or talk to anything yeah. else that may have yeah. offended you. Oh, come on, you should have come up with a fictitious name blunt, or something like that. We got, we got Dan, Dan the editor. Sounds like an editor name, right? Dan. Oh. Some guy named Dan the editor. I am the editor. We got like a so. whole fictitious cast. You know, we we need a. Uh, we need, uh, I don't know, Mary, Mary Beth, you know, over at, uh, over in the recording booth. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, what? I should, we should see about Dan. We you got, uh, I don't know. We got, uh, who knows? We have, we have Franz, you know, the, uh, the, uh, eccentric, uh, I don't know, eccentric what, uh, slide operator? I don't know. Yeah, but he's not—he's not fictitious at all. These are these are real individuals who may or may not be making uh, an appearance on future episodes. Should they oh, be. I was going to say we have the eccentric Lord Sin, or the Balthasar, whatever we decide. As my I math best teacher back in sixth grade used to say, for oh, the, uh, math, best fictitious person, I would say, let's just go critical BK, <laughs> because they don't know who that is, and they don't need to know. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> You know what, that since we're going to go ahead and talk I've about things that may or may not be happening, uh, yeah. I feel like uh, it's only fair if I go that, ahead uh, and talk about the Bigfoot quote. What do you think? I remember you speaking. Oh, that's this close this up. Oh, man, what do we got? Oh, actually, I got a big news thing for you. Hmm. This is something kids may know. If they do, they're going to get it through here. They were releasing the oh, Star man. Wars po- uh, Racer and Republic Commando on the Switch and PS4. I mean, these are classic graphics uh, pod racer Commando. Huh. They've got they have uh, this is LucasArts, so they're kind of getting down there. They're also releasing Jedi Knight One and Two Academy and Al. Shimagante Tensei 5 is being released hmm. in this month. Halo Infinite comes out on the 8th, which I am still very... Good old... You know, I'm really happy to see but Pokemon. But Brilliant Diamond you know, and Bril- Shining Pearl Pokemon. Granted, it'll never be as good as it once was, but... Released literally, I think, later this month. There's... Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Some heroes never die. Yeah. I don't think Pokemon... I don't think it's ever going to die, to be honest here. Nothing like some uh, some good Jurassic Park. Yeah, literally. Um, with some new releases, though, for Jurassic Park Evolution. Um, uh, Rainbow Six Siege Extraction, which seems interesting. If you did play R six, I've heard uh, mixed things about Elden Ring. Infection I'm really, mode that I'm, came out I'm a while really back. Looking they forward have, to some uh, good stuff. A lot of people are saying it's overhyped. Of standalone version. You never know. You never know um, exactly what Ring. you're going to get with these. Things, I'm hearing you know? good things about. Yeah. True. 
Yeah, I, I don't blame you. We haven't heard much about it since a few months ago when they started. You know, there's got to be some like niche audience. But one that I am uh, still that's still buying that stuff. Just I don't know. I don't know where they are. Yeah, probably moms. <laughs> and it makes me wonder what the hell. Ubisoft. Oh man, just moms. Dance. Who, moms, kids. Yeah, mo uh, kids who convince you know, their moms I that their the game Guard console can be used as an education enjoyed, device, like, even the though they're just Guardians of the Galaxy movie. I didn't particularly like the second one. But one um, game I've heard good things about recently is. I and I heard about that. How is that, by the way? No, I'm talking about the video game Squaring's release. I've seen really good things about it. Gameplay Elder looks fine. While we're doing the but um, um, well, to end this off, cut this. Um, let's hit we this don't with know the what we're doing, uh, man, and whatever it is, we're doing it live. Develop our outro while we're doing really. the outro. Um, so. Since we're since we're gonna go ahead and sign off here, because yeah, uh, this is the Trollcast podcast, we don't know what uh, we're doing. Thank you for tuning in. Of the time. <laughs> thank you for <laughs> tuning in. This my name was my name is Atlas. Um. If we do this again, which we probably are, because this came out really, really good, our opinions, or whatever our opinions turn out to be. But yeah, uh, hopefully next week we might have some guests in here, and I'm probably going to leave. I don't care if I'm a few minutes short. Project T Leader can deal with it. I did my damnedest and came up with some interesting. <laughs> And we did have mostly sites. I did. Sources. It was intentional. <laughs> so, with that, this was the Trollcast This was the Trollcast podcast. And that is a tongue twister in itself. Did you realize that we made a tongue twister for a name? That is perfect. So, um, we are going to hit this. Stop on this train in three, two, one, and out.